0: everybody this is Madhav here from the remote marketing podcast it's been a while right like um I've been hosting guests for a while um just thought it'd be a nice change in the in the podcast but today's podcast is um is just me you'll have to bear with me um just like a lot of the many older episodes um and there are a couple of reasons for it first of all um we actually just completed one year of the Remote Marketing Podcast. I published the first episode on August seventh, twenty nineteen, and we just passed that. Um, it's been uh, we published for uh, exactly about thirty-one episodes, um, and it's been a very interesting, you know, journey so far. Like um, we've had listeners, I, I've had listeners on this podcast um you know from over 50 countries um you know had a lot of people messaging um sending their voice notes um sending their questions and you know i also got to meet a lot of um you know really great people from you know all sorts of industries and everything um and so i will probably do an episode um you know later into uh, you know whenever like in maybe a couple of weeks basically recapping um, some of my own top learnings in the last 31 episodes um, you know from my own experience and um, as well as kind of speaking to all of these amazing guests. Let's kind of dive into today's uh, episode right so um, you know in case um, I mean so I've been I've been very busy with kind of like um, building out my team at bonsai, and, um, and and you know we're we're investing pretty heavily in SEO. And you know within SEO, if you've been in the world of SEO, even if you haven't, right, um link building is actually a huge part of uh, of of SEO, right? Um, and the thing is that um, it's expensive. um it's very admin heavy. And um, it's something, but, but but it is something that really um, supercharges your SEO. You know your results from SEO. If SEO is a channel that's working, link building is something um, that you should definitely be doing, right? Um, so in today's episode, I'm gonna talk about. Um, I spent you know many many weeks. Um, I think about two months kind of searching for like the best link building agency. I haven't found them yet. Um, but I had a ton of learnings through that. Um, so I'm just going to share uh, my, you know, my process behind, you know, wh- why the link building agency was needed or the process of finding it. Um, and then I'm also going to give you a full list of all link building agencies that you could try and get started with. And why should you even consider a link building agency? Um, so, yeah. Um, so... First of all, you know, obviously, uh, link building was is a is definitely a big part of our our, our SEO and anyone else's SEO, right? Um, the only problem there are actually three problems on with link building, right? Um, and the reason why I'm I was looking for a link building agency. Number one, doing link building in house is way too admin heavy and expensive. Um, I've had a team. I've managed, I've built out a team, a link building team of about five people in one of my previous companies and it was very time consuming, it was very expensive, even though you know we hired virtual assistants in Philippines and all of these different people from all across the world, it was just, it was too admin heavy, even though if we could get the cost and control per link, um, it, was, um, it required a lot of processes and um, background workflows and everything. Uh, so that's why we I felt that instead of kind of building something in house, let's try to buy uh, get um, work with the um, agency or freelancer basically outsource this work. The second thing is that you know agencies provide the flexibility to kind of you know scale it up and scale it down as we need. Right? It's a it's a variable cost. It's not a fixed cost. Um, so it's not necessarily that you know we get a link builder like full time pay them a salary. Um, but you know we, we don't really have to fire anybody if it's not working we can just scale it down scale down the spend um, all of that. that's that's one of the beauties of kind of working with agencies and freelancers and I think the third reason is just because um, I feel that just because agencies and these freelancers have you know have developed more expertise just because you know they worked with so many other clients um, on these same link building campaigns and they can drive better results. They've probably done it many times. They figured out the common mistakes and they can probably do it more efficiently with better results. That was, these were kind of like the three reasons and why I was looking for a link building agency, right? Um, so, you know, the first thing I did was, uh, uh, surprisingly, there aren't a lot of link building agencies or freelancers, um, they're actually good, you know. The, I did a lot of research, okay? I asked my community at Reforge, um, which is kind of like a private paid community of growth practitioners. Highly recommend you to check it out. Um, then I asked our Y Combinator network to see uh, if they had any recommendations. Um, I, I went through 200 plus Upwork freelancers, top Upwork freelancers, the ones that have like um, 100% ratings. I asked my ex-colleagues, I also asked um, tim's solo from hrefs um you know who asked with his private mastermind group about link building recommendations right so i did a lot of asking around a lot of places to be able to get like a link building agency. it was surprisingly a little hard you know when i started out i just couldn't find it can't just search on google and just you know start working with somebody you need to see if these people have actually had results right um and so it was obviously significant effort on my part to kind of find these agencies that we ended up going up uh, going with right but before i was to kind of finalize on the agency there were five filters um that i was thinking about when choosing a link builder right um the first one was you know they only follow white hat practices i don't want someone you know who's kind of getting you know pbn links you know a private blog network um, those are really shady or if they're going in and like, I don't know, um, you know, paying somebody to kind of get us a link, you know, in some, not, you know, in a very shady way or, um, I don't know, you know, getting us a link on a, on a, on a site that is primarily built, I mean, created to kind of give back links. Um, we wanted to work with the white, we wanted to work with someone who wanted to, you know, who only followed the white hat practices. Um, The second thing is uh, I was actually looking for a link builder that was affordable because we have a significant requirement um, for link building and obviously um, at scale it can cost quite a lot of money. So obviously we want to keep it affordable so the SEO economics can make sense. The third thing is we want to work with a reliable link building agency or freelancer, someone who can... um, You know deliver links on time someone who can deliver like someone who we can trust you know someone who can actually get things um done you know without a lot of questions or you know pestering or all of that right um the fourth thing was we actually wanted to work with a uh, link builder who actually knows seo well um you know someone who understands the foundations for seo we've i've personally realized that someone like for a good link builder um, they need to kind of have their SEO foundation pretty well, uh, because that's when they can kind of, um, you know, go after the right links and get all of that right. And the last thing was that I wanted to work with a link builder who's at least gotten one domain authority eighty plus link, um, before for one of their clients. Um, domain authority is just one uh, one of Moz Metrics. Moz is a tool it allows you to kind of, um, just kind of get a rough idea of like. Is a site um, credible and how credible is that site? Um, it's a good numerical indicator, right? So, for example, if you've got a new blog, you'd be domain authority one or two. But if you're like, a, the, you know, um, New York Times or something, you'd be a domain authority 90. Um, so, it's a good way to do that. And the reason I just wanted to kind of get someone who's built like a really high quality link is just because those are really hard to get. Um, and so, whatever practice that they did, if they got it, it's a, I mean, they know how to get a link there, right? Um, and so the, I mean, these are just some filters that I thought were, um, a good way to do that. So anyone who kind of clicked on all these five was kind of like the right person. Um, now here are my top learnings when kind of finding a good link building agency service freelancer, right? The first thing is that most good link builders will offer a minimum guarantee of links, you know um they'll this they usually claim they'll likely get more links with a minimum guarantee right so for example a link below like all right i'm gonna get you i don't know 20 links for two thousand dollars um or 10 links for two thousand dollars 10 links at the very least for a certain quality whatever right those you'd want you want to work with those kind of people because the thing is sometimes someone's like oh let's work on an hourly basis i'll get you links all of that it might end up costing a lot they might not bring any links at all and they might get pretty shit links right so we you need to kind of um make sure that you work with a link builder who offers a minimum guarantee of links the second thing is um let's talk about the you know the cost of a average guaranteed link by a freelancer right um it actually ranges really widely, you know, it can range from $10 per link to $700 per link. Actually, I would say there's no upper limit on the link because you know, you can keep going higher and higher, but I'm just talking realistically, right? Like within the range of sites they yeah, are being, you know, you being able to get, uh, the price ranges anywhere between 10 to $700, right? Pricing depends on how small or large a vertical is, right? So if, you, if you're in a very popular niche, it's easier to get links. So it costs lesser. if you're in a very specific niche, right? Um, it becomes harder. So it's more expensive. Um, pricing also depends on, um, you know, the domain authority score of the target website, right? So a domain authority 90, which is probably like a New York times would be a lot more expensive as a link versus getting a link in Quora because you can just answer it. Right. Um, and that would be, you know, much, much, much cheaper. And and the last thing is, you know, the relevance, right? If you want like a really relevant domains, all of that, sometimes that also comes into pricing, but the average is about 10 to 700. Um, Then the third thing is that don't go for link builders that kind of work with publishers um, with sponsored posts. Um, A lot of link builders like, hey, I can get you in a sponsored post, all of that, everything, right? Don't go for that. Um, Don't go for ones that will kind of get you links from a private blog network. Um or using their own blogs to use for link building. Yeah, you know, I I once spoke to a link builder who's like, oh, I've got these twenty sites and I can get you links from all these twenty sites for you know this this problem is that those domains that they get links from, maybe their domain authority might be higher. They're very, very spammy and should be avoided as much as possible because they will I'm not even saying they might, they will hurt your site and your SEO. So it's better to not get those links, not get any links at all than get those links. Um, Then the fourth thing is that um, when you're working with link builders, often they might be like, um, they'd want access to your domain to do email outreach, right? Um, They send out emails, they want to do that. Don't let them use your domain for outreach because when you're sending out cold emails, so many cold emails to so many different people, um, because the res- response in the conversion rate is quite low. Um, so when you're sending it to so many prospects, um, a lot of people are just not interested. So though, you know instead of unsubscribing or saying, hey, I'm not interested, remove me from your list, they just click on spam. And so what that ends up happening is that um, it affects, it hurts your domain's email deliverability. And when that gets affected, your more important product transactional emails or marketing emails just won't go through to your audience. So imagine if you've got to kind of send like a cancellation email to a cancelled customer, a reactivation email, um, they won't get it, It'll hit spam because your entire domain's uh, deliverability has been affected because so many people are spamming your uh, thing that, and now you know, now you're in official spam filters, right? So don't let any of the link builders use your domain for outreach. There is, you know, if you feel that you want to improve the conversion rate, there are obviously ways to kind of surpass this. You can do your research there. Some people use different domains, right? Like, so for example, um, you know, if you've got a domain like, I don't know, basecamp.com, you could use a basecamp.in, you know, or um, something like that, right? So um, it's not ideal, Um, I would, urge you to just let them use their own domains to kind of do the outreach um, and just save yourself there. And the reason I'm not saying ideal is because um, when you're using a new domain, right, um, first of all, it's obviously um, a domain takes a while to kind of become, um, you know, a trusted domain. Um, So you can't just have a new site and then start sending out links, um, like cold emails in like three or four days. Um, those will likely hit uh, hit spam, right? They need to there. There's some kind of formula where, um, you know, you send out to hundred people that from that email, and about fifty of those reply back. Um, then that means your um, domain is is slightly more trustable, so it won't hit the spam filters. Um, but anyway, um, just gonna kind of wrap up. You know, don't let link builders use your domain for outreach. Um, and then the fifth tip that I have is that when you're kind of evaluating the link building agencies, right? Always pit two agencies against each other, you know, when you're kind of finalizing. Um and work with them together in your first month. I'll tell you why. Because that kind of gives you a good benchmark on which agency is better and more cost effective. Right? So for example you finalize on one link building agency, they're doing their work. Who do you benchmark it against? They're getting you links at I don't know, four hundred dollars per link. Um is that a high cost? Is that a low cost? What, how do you kind of compare? If they're delivering like, I don't know, five links in eight weeks, right? Is that normal in link building agencies or not, right? Um, or they're send, they're sending us links, but they're not, you know, the right type. They're not relevant or they seem spammy. But is that with all link building agencies or not, right? I mean, especially when you're kind of doing this whole link building thing for the first time. It's always good to pit two agencies because again, like I said, it gives you a good benchmark on which agency is better. Um, and I think the one last thing that I'll also tell you here is that always, always check a month later when you're working with an agency, if the backlinks that they got are still there or not. Um, that's another problem, really annoying problem with you know um, some link building agencies. They'd get links and then a month later, you'll notice that those links are gone. Um, the publisher removed them or they added them somewhere where you won't get the link juice um, so you know you got you want to avoid this right now to kind of come to these right like which are the kind of agencies how do you identify if an agency is not building the right links right um, or they're building bad links for you that are actually hurting your site right um, because the problem with this whole link building industry is that you'll come across a lot of link builders that will offer you good per link rate and kind of bring you links from super high authority domains um, but the problem is that those domains are actually part of a private blog network called PBNs right? and those links negatively affect your site's ICO traffic. right? Um, so for me whenever I start working with any link builder I do a background check of their links to know if they are legit or not. Um, And there are this something that I learned from one of my ex colleagues Redon, you know, at bonsai and, you know, he had some really interesting tips on how to identify, um, if a link is good or not from a link building, you know, agency. Um, and so I'm just going to share some of those. Right. So the first is, um, whenever you kind of get a link from link builder, check, if there's check for that domain, if there's any abnormal domain links increase, Referring domains uh, increase, um, you know for that domain right so for example um, A domain that got 80% of their backlinks within a week right or, or a month or a big red flag because they mean, that means that those domains actually built out those links within a week and um, You know it, the, the domain is being built primarily for link building right you want to avoid those The second thing is performer who is check you know, who is domain registration check to see when it was last bought, and check what website it was before, right? Um, you could use Wayback Machine to check the earlier version of the website since it was bought, right? And the interesting th- this is a very interesting thing because sometimes people get links, and then I see like the website a year ago, um, like right now if this this there's a site about you know parenting about moms and all of that, um, and then a year back that whole site was actually all about wrestling, right? And so that is completely strange, right? Like maybe this, they caught this site just to kind of build links or something, right? You wanna avoid those sites, right? Um, and you know, like you'll also sometimes notice that this website is full of content, um, you know, one week after being brought, um, then it's probably, you know, like a PBN. So you wanna avoid that. Uh, the Another thing that you can also do is kinda of check the top 10 competitors for the domain, right? Um, and you can use um, you know, different sites for that. Um HFs is a great tool for that. Um SEM Rush is also another great tool for that. When you're kind of looking at the top ten competitors, right, if it's a bunch of unrelated websites, you know, it kind of sparks some doubt, you know, that um, maybe a parenting site is actually competing with a site about pets or a site about cryptocurrency. That's a little weird. Something doesn't match up, right? avoid those domains um, you can also kind of check if the domain is kind of up for sale or not um, sometimes just go to GoDaddy and just write the domain and you'll notice that um, this domain is up for sale which you know which essentially means that this domain is um, you know you're very likely to lose that link because if it's on sale someone will buy it and then remove all the content and, and your link is gone so I, I'd usually avoid that And last thing is obviously you know always check if the link is a no follow or not right um no follow links don't pass any page rank value to your domain um and a lot of link builders do that just knowing that their clients might not know um that it's a no follow link because it looks on the web page just like a normal link um so try to avoid those you can read up a little bit about it um brian dean is a good resource for link building you can read a little bit about no follows there um but anyway uh, that's just some of the ways that how I identify bad links. Hope this was, um, helpful. Um, you know, you can, I, I'll give you an interesting resource now. Um, so when I was asking around, I kind of built a list of about 24 link building agencies that people have recommended, tried all of that. And I'm going to give you that resource. Uh, Just go click on this link and then you'll be able to, um, the link in the description, and then you'll be able to, um, uh, you know, uh, just get to that list. Try out these agencies. If you have a particular experience with them, share it with me on my email. My email is madhav, um, M-A-D-H-A-V, madhav at remotemarketing.org. Just email me um, with your review and I'll, I'll probably add this here. Let's make this a big resource for agencies um but anyway i hope you enjoyed this episode um i'm really glad that you've been with me in this journey you know over the last one year and if you're a new subscriber um enjoy some of the past episodes but there's going to be a lot of new content up, up there right i feel the second year is kind of you know like a 2.0 of remote marketing podcast. we're still focusing on remote marketing teams but it's going to be about 50% me kind of sharing some of my experiences and 50% some guests coming on board and sharing their experiences so you know you have a more holistic view of remote marketing teams across the world Um, so I'm really excited about that Uh, and I promise there's going to be a lot of insightful content coming so you know please subscribe to it and also I would really really appreciate if you were to if you listen to the remote market podcast and apple podcast please you know give a rating there um it really helps to kind of get it over the charts and get more views and more clicks so um that but anyway um have a great you know week and i'll see you in the next episode